Hi, I'm Mitch Merkin. Welcome to our Voices of VA Research podcast series. Back in 2013, the federal government formed two research consortia to study two of the most important health issues affecting our Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, PTSD and traumatic brain injury, especially mild traumatic brain injury. These consortia are large partnerships among researchers in VA, the Department of Defense, other federal agencies such as the National Institutes of Health, and universities and private organizations. The TBI group is called the Chronic Effects of Neurotrauma Consortium, or the CENC. It's based at Virginia Commonwealth University and the Richmond VA Medical Center. We spoke with Dr. William Walker of the CENC, who is leading a major observational study that will follow service members and veterans with mild TBI for many years, perhaps decades, to learn more about the long-term health effects of this condition. The study was described in a recent issue of the journal Brain Injury, and it's also the topic of a VA Research Currents article on our website at research.va.gov. Dr. Walker, welcome. There have been some other long-term observational studies by military and VA researchers, some of them still in progress, that have included Iraq and Afghanistan veterans with mild TBI. What is different about this new study at the CENC? The target part population differs for many. Um, for ours, um, we're looking at a, a population that's representative broadly of any individual that was deployed um, on a combat uh, deployment over to uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, any of the related OIF, OEF, OND, or follow-on conflicts. Um, so. Um, Really, the only eligibility criteria uh, is that they have they have been to a combat deployment and they had some level of combat exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, the only really true exclusion is more than a mild TBI, um, meaning a moderate or severe or penetrating TBI. Some of the studies, other studies going on, are actually focusing on those more severe TBI um, groups. Ours is focused on just mild TBI. Um, so that's really the only exclu- only really chief exclusion criteria. Um, the other thing is by having that prod population, we also have enrolled individuals who did not have any uh, TBI at all so that they offer um, you know, comparison of outcomes between those that have had one or more. Um, so I, I think the, and then another big difference is some of these studies are survey studies, um, which is probably the lowest level of scientific evidence, essentially sending someone questionnaires, um, the returning questionnaire responses, uh, versus um, studies that have more rigorous uh, testing, including uh, in-person testing. Um, ours is um, longitudinal. I think um, you know not all of these large uh, epidemiologic studies are longitudinal, meaning we follow um, the individuals and retest them over time versus kind of just assessing them once. Um, and then importantly um, is the number of centers involved. We have multiple centers involved, which kind of allows you to um, generalize out more into the population. If you have a 
study that's kind of concentrated at one site, you're going to get a biased sample compared to that larger population of uh, service members and veterans. Why would the population of service members or veterans be different from location to location? Part of it depends on what sorts of branches of military bases are nearby concentrated. That is uh, Army versus Marine versus other. Um, you know, having had different um, prevalences of deployments um, and different, you know, prevalences of combat exposure between uh, various um, service branches and even various um, uh, job assignments within those service branches. So yeah. uh, some of it depends on proximity to certain, um, you know, military bases. Um, the other thing is just general um, demographic um, characteristics of the population. So, so we we do have uh, differences between our sites in terms of many of the um, characteristics. The design and protocols of your study seem to be very thorough and very rigorous. To what extent has your team consulted with others in VA and DOD who have expertise in studying these issues? That started really from day one of the grant. We got um, the DECO, Defense Center of Excellence, expert um, consultants working with our planning and development group as we were uh, coming up with all of the, the measures and the methods for this study. Um, within that, um, we also brought in the Defense and Veterans uh, Brain Injury Center 15-year study folks, uh, Lou French um, and Rao Lang, um, who were doing that DIVBIC 15-year study. We worked very closely with them to try to um, match up as many of the measures as we could. So we not only looked at the um, common data elements, but we also looked at the measures that had been selected by some of these other studies, in particular that DIVBIC study, um, so that we could develop a crosswalk for future um, direct comparisons. Um, and um, we worked very closely with the uh, CAP group, the PTSD consortium, during the development, and we kind of shared um, our, our um, prop vetting process for the measures. And so we tried to, to also have a nice crosswalk of measures with the uh, CAP group. So those, those were the two groups we, we worked m most closely with when we were developing the specific uh, measures and methods for this study. Um, but we also continue to work with other groups as well. The, um, for example, the Neurons to Networks uh, Center of Excellence. Some of those folks are actually in our uh, in, in our Sensi uh, program, and are working closely with Study One, uh, Harvey Levin, and others. Um, and we also, um, the tra in terms of the Tracks program in Boston, we um, we just recently added Boston as one of our sites uh, in the, in the Study One. Um, as a study one site. Dr. Walker, you plan to enroll at least 1,100 service members and veterans, most with at least one mild TBI and the rest without any history of TBI for comparison. At this point, you've already enrolled more than 700 men and women. How long do you expect the study to last and how long do you need it to last in order to achieve your goals? We're in a five-year funding cycle. so. Um, the only definite is we have an, about another year left on the first five-year cycle. So pretty soon we'll be um, 
uh, applying for the next five-year cycle, um, we feel like it has to be at least 20 years to, um, to get to um, one of the main impetuses for the study, why it was considered needed, was because of the um, fear of uh, the risk of chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So to fully capture that incidence, we, we feel like we need at least 20 years. Um, but we would like to essentially continue the study as long as um, we have resources um, available to continue it and as long as the individuals who we en enroll, a, a significant uh, number of them still remain living. Um, so, so really as long as we can. Now in the interim, um, we're going to be able to, based on the, the cross-sectional um, component of the study, to do um, some uh, important analyses and begin looking at um, some important issues um, uh, with, with the, essentially the baseline data or the enrollment data that we're collecting. So we will be able to do a lot of things, but to really get to um, the most crucial questions we're looking at, we're, we're thinking at least 20 years. Dr. Walker, I'd like to thank you for answering my questions and good luck with the study. We hope it will lead to new knowledge to help veterans with TBI today and into the future. And we look forward to talking with you again as the study progresses. To learn more about this effort, please visit our website at research.va.gov. I'm Mitch Merkin. Thanks for joining me on Voices of VA Research.